0: It's almost Juneteenth, guys. This week we are going to explore the history of Juneteenth, why Juneteenth is important to me and so many others, and the various ways we can go about celebrating Juneteenth this Saturday and for the rest of our lives. Let's get into it. listening to an episode of That Millennial, a podcast where we discuss everything that comes with adulting. Hi, I'm Genesis Michaela, a 20-something college grad living at home to save money, pay off debt, and to build my business. I'm also a dog mom, a creative, and a student for life. Here, you can listen to, learn from, and connect with Adult millennials from around the world. I get it, adulting can be hard, but together we can literally do anything. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Genesis Michaela, and you are listening to another episode of That Millennial. What's up, you guys? Last week, we talked about how to make money as an extra, and feel free to ask me any questions that you may have after listening to parts one and two. I am here to help you. Guys, tell me why I'm considering going back on keto, Because guys, uh, I'm addicted to carbs. Like I've just come to that conclusion and keto works, but it's super restrictive. So I don't know if I want to go through that again. And I don't feel like it's sustainable, but at the same time, some people do it for a long time. So, but I don't know if it's sustainable for me. I guess I should say it like that. Um, But yeah, guys, so send me a DM and let me know if you think I should or not. Okay, okay. All right, now let's move into the one thing I absolutely cannot live without this week. (music) This week, I absolutely cannot live without the movie Uncorked. This is a movie that you can watch on Netflix. It was written and directed by the illustrious Prentice Penny. I talked a little bit about how much I love this movie in an episode that I did last year, but I feel like it deserved a feature because it's that Good. It's a coming-of-age story about a man named Elijah, um, played by Mamadou Athi. I hope I said that correctly. I hope I gave his name justice. Um, and he gives me millennial vibes, and he's just trying to adult, and he is in conflict about, um, following his dreams to become a master sommelier, which is basically a person who knows everything about wine, or, you know, going down the traditional path that his father, played by Courtney B. Vance, wants him to take, which is taking over the family barbecue business, um, that Elijah's dad's dad started, so Elijah's grandpa, Now, I've probably, at this point, watched Uncorked like four times now because it gives me the inspiration to keep going when it comes to pursuing my big dreams as opposed to like settling for a path that doesn't feel true to your girl. It also helps me to reflect on breaking generational curses of poor communication with family and really tapping into how I can do better when it comes to those types of things Um, the music, guys, is everything, okay? First, it's like you're in a U.S. trap house, right, okay? And then it's like you're in a French one. (laughs) And once you watch the movie, then you'll know what I mean. Someone pointed out in a YouTube comment that they appreciated the fact that the story wasn't about a Black person fighting racism and stuff, which obviously is important, but it's not the totality of what it means to be Black and the entire Black experience. Like, we do regular shit. I mean, because we're regular people with dreams and with parents that maybe own businesses who want us to do well in life and mixed up friend groups and basic regular drama that doesn't involve violence. And once you watch the movie, you'll see all of that all up in here, okay? So I just think it is refreshing to watch a movie that tells the story of a regular family doing regular things because I feel like I can relate. Elijah's mom is played by Nisi Nash. <laughs> Do I have to say anything else? I mean, <laughs> come on. And she is excellent in this film. Now, throughout the film, guys, you may shed a tear or two, but it's more so like a feel-good film overall. I'm, I'm a fan. I will link a YouTube video of the official trailer and the IMDb page. And again, you can just check it out on Netflix and just click the link in the show notes. Now you guys already know! I would love to know what movies and shows you guys just can't get enough of, so send a DM to at Podcast on Instagram and just let us know what you're into so that maybe I can watch it and then I'll feature it on here if I like it. Now let's get right into our topic for today. So Juneteenth is this upcoming Saturday, the 19th, Um, and you might be wondering, what is Juneteenth? So according to Juneteenth.com, Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States, and it's called Juneteenth because it occurred on June 19th, and it is... The word June and the number 19 put together, Juneteenth. So, how did Juneteenth come about? So, President Abraham Lincoln signed an executive order during the Civil War, which was the Emancipation Proclamation, on January 1st, my birthday, 1863, which was 158 years ago today. Which, honestly, if you think about that, it's not that long ago. So, uh, yeah. Now, despite what most of us learned in school, the Emancipation Proclamation wasn't all that in a bag of chips. It was just like the chips or maybe just the bag. I don't know. But let's just back it up a bit, okay? So, before there was an Emancipation Proclamation, there was a preliminary decree. So, this was like Lincoln's final reasoning with the Confederacy before going ham, okay? So, he issued this preliminary decree, which was not like a threat or anything, but more like a promise, After the Union had a victory at Antietam in 1862, this was the perfect time for the Union to flex a bit on the Confederate States. You know, they had just won the battle and they were like, you know, y'all better back out now. We just showed you guys that we are really about that life. Y'all don't want these problems, okay? So the decree stated that unless the rebellious states return to the Union by January 1st, my birthday freedom would be granted to the enslaved within those states. So basically, that's like three months to make a decision. Because slavery was the economic engine of the South, the Union used that as a way to hit them where it would hurt the most. So it was a war strategy and an incentive or like an ultimatum for the Confederate States to rejoin the Union so that the Civil War could finally end. The Confederate States declined the offer and the fighting continued. And that's when Honest Abe dropped the EP on them, okay? The Emancipation Proclamation He told y'all it's not a threat, but it's a promise. The Emancipation Proclamation stated that "...all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state, the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States, shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free." The Emancipation Proclamation did not free all enslaved people, it only freed those in the states that rebelled against the Union. So the states that didn't rebel, like the loyal border states, were still legally allowed to own people because they were part of the Union. So yeah, it sounds better to say that the Emancipation Proclamation freed everyone, but that's just not the case. In fact, slavery wasn't abolished until the 13th Amendment was ratified or, like, made official on December 6th, 1865. That's almost three years after the Emancipation Proclamation was put into effect. The 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for a crime whereof the property shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Y'all, I'm triggered. You need to go watch Ava DuVernay's The 13th if you don't know why I'm triggered. There is a great NPR interview hosted by Michelle Martin called Tell Me More, and the episode is titled What the Emancipation Proclamation Didn't Do. In this episode, she spoke with Lonnie Bunch, who is a historian and the founding director of the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. So basically, he's a credible source, okay? I will link it in the show notes, but he basically just breaks down the Emancipation Proclamation and how it was really more of a war strategy that evolved into the fight for the abolition of slavery and so much more. There is a YouTube video that I think you guys would really like as well that helps to break everything down, so just look look out for that. It'll be in the show notes. Okay, so... If the Emancipation Proclamation was released on January 1st, my birthday, 1863, why was the birth of Juneteenth in June of 1865? That's a great question. So, the rebellious states were determined to resist the Union at all costs, like they didn't agree with them about how things should run in America. So Texas was a Confederate state, and it was the furthest state to the West, thus being the last state to surrender to the Union. Another thing to keep in mind when we talk about wanting policy changes and things like that is... Yes, the law may require one standard of being, but what the citizens do during that transitional time can be like a free for all, especially when the citizens strongly disagree with the laws that um, are being introduced to them or basically forced upon them. So like, let's, let's just bring it to current times, mask mandates. I mean, hello, why are we fighting about this? So, you know, people have, we're still on some shady stuff, even though the law said they shouldn't be. All right, so it took thousands of Union troops led by Major General Gordon Granger to arrive in Galveston, Texas to enforce Abraham Lincoln's executive order on June 19th, 1865. And according to Juneteenth.com, one of General Granger's first orders of business was to read the people of Texas General Order Number 3, which stated... The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. And the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired laborer. Guys, there were more than 250,000 African Americans in Texas that were freed that day. They were notified of their freedom. Again, this notification in Texas, the furthest state to the west, took place 2.5 years after it was illegal to own actual factual human beings in Confederate states. Make it make sense. But honestly, it's the fact that they weren't allowed to own human beings just because they decided to not rejoin the union that blows me. Because, you know, if they would have just played along, they could still participate in slavery, which is so trashy. But I digress. And guys, there are so many theories out there to explain why it took so long for African Americans to receive the word that they were free. And um, there are plenty of theories about, you know, Lincoln's true motivations for creating the Emancipation Proclamation. Was it a war strategy? Was it his moral convictions from God? Was it like a mixture of both? Was it just like outside pressures or just everything altogether? There's so much. But we will not get into all that today. Maybe I'll invite a millennial historian to uh, break all this down for us even further in a more digestible manner. So, if you guys know anyone who studies this kind of stuff, uh, let me know. Um, That'd be great. Okay, now let's get back to Juneteenth. So, what happened after African Americans found out that they were free? So after all of the African American people were notified of their freedom, and now that there was a stronger union presence in the South, there was a feeling of excitement, and I'm sure like anxiety and shock and disbelief, and most of all, celebration. There was an overall feeling of hope for a future for members of the black community. You guys already know that many of the owners of the formerly enslaved were mad and salty. I mean, what else is new? So they retaliated against African Americans violently, insert the KKK. Once black people found out about their freedom, many of them headed up north to escape their former owners. And the volatile racial tensions and just to start fresh. Many even focused on reuniting with family members that they had been separated from. The first known Juneteenth celebration was held in Austin, Texas in 1867 with the help of the Freedmen's Bureau, which was a federal agency, and they were like allies to African Americans and refugees. Um, They were giving me social work vibes. Five years later, in 1872, 10 acres of land in Houston, Texas, was purchased by African Americans who had been formerly enslaved, and the mission was led by Reverend Jack Yates. They named the land Emancipation Park. Today, it's a great landmark, and people have continued to celebrate Juneteenth there for centuries. Juneteenth is a reminder that anything can happen. It's a time for black people and allies and really just everyone to reflect on the past and the truth of our history in America that has, to be honest, been so ridiculously whitewashed. I don't remember learning about Juneteenth as a child. I always like to just insert the word remember because sometimes, you know, you have an experience and it's random, but you smell something or there's a sound or something like that. And it just seems so familiar. And then you're like, what? And then you might go ask your parents or like, family or whatever and they're just like, yeah, remember I used to take you to that museum every other weekend and we would go and to the African-American and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. So that's why I prefer to say I don't remember or recall something happening because it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. For me, after 2020 for sure, things hit differently. Like I have more side eye than I did in the past and as I'm adulting, I've become more invested in investigating why. I celebrate certain holidays and whether it's a conscious choice or just conditioning, it's been more important for me to figure out whether or not I want to continue the traditions or scrap them like Valentine's Day, okay? I'm all for love and and everything like that, but is it even a real holiday? Like, I mean, or is it just a day for companies to like make bank, which I'm also okay with, (laughs) What I'm saying is that it's okay to question why you've always done something and figure out if it's still something that you want to do after learning more about it. I feel like that's good and it's part of the adulting process. So, for example, like I'm probably still going to pop up on July 4th, you know, at a barbecue because, you know, people get the day off and it's just a time to chill and relax. But you still know that I'm coming Black Lives Matter all day and that I know the truth of my history. And so I feel like it's okay for me at this point in my life to not be like, no, I'm not going to see the fireworks. You know, that's I just feel like that's a bit much. Personally, last year we were in the trenches of Black Lives Matter and the COVID, you know, panoramic. And I attended a Juneteenth March in downtown Chicago. It was like all the things, you guys. It was hella black. There was a band, a DJ, and nothing but joy. We all had um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, and all of the Black people who are no longer with us on our minds as we celebrated Juneteenth um I remember they played uh Kendrick Lamar's we gonna be all right and we did the electric slide and it was a vibe and I think I came home guys and my mom had barbecued I mean (laughs) I was here for it So after learning about the history of Juneteenth, you might be, you know, wondering, like, what can you do on Juneteenth other than maybe going to a barbecue, even though that's definitely something you could do. So there are plenty of Juneteenth-centered activities you can partake in this year. I found an article on purewow.com. It was written by Chelsea Candelario. It's titled, How to Celebrate Juneteenth This Year. I will link it in the show notes so you guys can check it out and show her some love for putting this article together because it is amazing and I definitely want to feature it. Um, I'm going to give you guys a rundown of a few of the items on the list because I think these are some wonderful ideas and I'm going to add like my own little examples. (laughs) so number one buy black anything created or sold by a black person buy it whether it's food whether it's water like we have this guy he sells his own water he's a black man and we buy his water and it's pretty good it's alkaline water as well um and you could buy clothes jewelry you could buy courses to learn more you could buy books you can attend a virtual event that's it Put on or hosted by a black person. I just bought something from Honeypot. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it is a black owned feminine care product company and I am loving it. Another thing you can do is we already talked about this, but have a barbecue or attend to one, but make sure you're being safe. Obviously, COVID is still a thing, but you know, I guess we're all popping out the house a little bit more these days. Another thing that you can do is to enjoy black art and entertainment. So, listen to some black music, okay? Read a book written by a black author. So, right now I'm reading New York Times bestseller Get Good with Money by Tiffany Alice, also known as the Budget Nista. Um, you can watch a black show or a movie. So my family, we love a good comedy show. So we really liked the Wanda Sykes special that she did in 2019 called Not Normal. We liked Amanda Seals' I Be Known on HBO. And Wanda Sykes special is on Netflix. I also enjoyed this show uh, last year called Hashtag Black AF. I think it's black as fuck. It's but 10:00. Oh. Oh, Siri, why are you a hater? Did y'all hear that? <laughs> but yeah, I like the show called uh, Hashtag Black AF on Netflix, um, and they have an entire Juneteenth episode, so that is on season one, episode three, and I'll make sure I link it in the show notes. Now, I might just watch Uncorked again, okay? The thing that I absolutely cannot live without this week because... <laughs> I might just watch it right after I'm done recording this episode to be honest. Another thing that you can do is to view black art. So go to a museum in your city or you know attend like a virtual showing. So I'm planning on going to see the reveal of the Obama portraits when they stop here in Chicago on their five city tour. I just can't wait. I think it's gonna be a moment. I feel like it's gonna be heavily guarded. Like the the portrait is or the the both of the portraits are gonna be just just hella security because it's just so magnificent. Ugh, I cannot wait. You can donate money to black organizations and charities. So donate to Black Lives Matter. Donate to the NAACP donate to Until Freedom. There's so many black organizations and charities that you can give your funds to. If you can't do anything else, just give some money. Another thing you can do, which is along the lines of donating with money, is donate your time to these black organizations and charities. You can volunteer. Um, I'm sure you can answer phone calls, do chat support, or things like that. I'm sure there's so many ways you can get involved that doesn't involve, like, you know, having funds. Um, You can share links uh, to your friends so that they can take action. Um, You can share on social media as well. There's so many things you guys can do without, you know, having to spend money or honestly leave the house. And one of the last things that you could do, which I really like, is to sign a petition to make Juneteenth a federal holiday because that's the least American can do for Black people. Like, that's just, like, the bottom line. Like, it should be a federal holiday. So, we have Juneteenth. I mean, Juneteenth. Ju- July 4th is a federal holiday. Why isn't Juneteenth a federal holiday? Like, why? So, you can go to change.com. Doc- org. Um, There's a 94-year-old Black woman, you guys. Her name is Opal Lee, and she started this petition on change.org, okay? And this is what she said. I'm just going to read this little excerpt. So she says, my goal with this petition and my walk is to show the Congress and the President that I am not alone in my desire to see national recognition on a day to celebrate freedom for all, Will you please sign my position to let them know as well? Oh my God, I just kind of want to like tear up when I hear this. Guys, she's looking for 3 million signatures and we're already more than halfway there. So please add to the list because why not? Like do your part. All you have to do is put your name and your email address. Okay, that's all. That is the end of our... Super special Juneteenth episode. Please take advantage of all of the research that has gone into creating this episode. I feel like I just got my PhD in history. Um, the links will be in the show notes. Don't forget to check out Uncorked on Netflix. Maybe watch it this Saturday with your family and friends. It's a black sh- black movie. You're, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And I just love it so much. So <laughs> We will be back with another amazing episode next week. Make sure you subscribe to the show so that a notification will automatically pop up on your chosen device when we drop new episodes to help you adult- Have a great day, guys, and happy adulting. Hey, guys, it's me, Genesis, just here to thank you for listening. You guys don't even know how much it warms my heart to look at the number of downloads that the podcast gets. It's, like, amazing. We would love to know exactly how you feel about the podcast in the Apple review section. It literally takes... 20 seconds. And it'll help us to really tailor the episode content to your liking. Because here at That Millennial, you can have it your way. (laughs) Follow us on Insta at That Millennial Podcast. Happy adulting. Love you. Bye.